0: Hello, and welcome to the Simply and Fiercely Show, a podcast for women who want to clear their clutter and create space for freedom and joy. If your life keeps getting bigger, but not better, keep listening to learn about decluttering from the inside out. It's about creating a life that's aligned with your values and priorities so you can have more of what matters and less of what doesn't. I'm your host, Jennifer, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's get started everybody, it's Jennifer here and welcome to the Simply and Fiercely show. Today, I want to share with you a
1: few practical shopping tips that will help you prevent bringing clutter into your home. Because I know a lot of you follow me because I share a lot of decluttering tips, but ultimately the best decluttering strategy is always going to be buy less in the first place, right? Less, but better. Okay, so let's dive in with tip number one, which... (laughs) I'm reading my notes here and realizing that I'm kind of contradicting myself, but my first tip is it's not just buying less. It's also about being more intentional about what you buy. Okay. So what that means is really thinking about your lifestyle, right? Your limitations, your living space. What are the practical constraints that you have to consider? So for example, with me, I live in a pretty small home, right? So it's me, my husband, I have two kids, they're three and six. And we live in a two-bedroom apartment that is approximately 660 square feet, right? So what this means is that there are tons of things that I would like to buy. So for example, with my kids, there are toys that say they want for Christmas that I know they would get a lot of play out of. They're really great toys. But realistically, if I don't know where I'm going to put them, right? I'm recording this in my living room. I'm looking around my house. The areas that I have available for storage are pretty small. So I can't buy some giant Paw Patrol tower that my three-year-old wants if I have nowhere to put it. And another example is it's not always even the size. It's just being realistic about what is the best way for you to approach certain problems? So for example, I currently live somewhere (laughs) that's subtropical, so this isn't a problem that I have. But if you live somewhere where it gets quite cold and you also have a smaller home, you might have to think about, okay, well, instead of having like three really bulky winter jackets I'm just going to have one, which might not be my favorite situation, but just just having one jacket and then having more layers, right? That'll keep you potentially, as I said, I'm not an expert in cold weather dressing, but potentially that can keep you warmer than having lots of big bulky jackets, right? The ways that you can apply this tip are endless, but the way that I recommend going about it is to start with learning from your clutter. So every time you declutter something from your home, just pause for a minute and ask yourself, well, what can I learn from this experience, right? So I'm getting rid of this because it was really big and bulky and I had nowhere to put it and I was always tripping over it. Or it could be I'm getting rid of this because it's too high maintenance and I can't or I don't want to put in the effort to care for it, right? So that's something where um, for me, for example, I'm never going to dry clean my clothes, Right. So I don't buy dry, clean clothes anymore. I've just realized my own limitations. That's not a size limitation, but that's me as a person. Like, that's just not something, a chore or a task that I want to take on. So when you learn from your clutter, you learn about the kind of things that don't work for your lifestyle or that you're not willing to care for. And then you can be more intentional moving forward with your purchases. Okay. So Number two, the next tip I have is deciding in advance just what things you're not going to buy anymore or that you might not buy in the near future. Or another way of looking at that is just sort of asking yourself, in what areas of your life can you say, I have enough? And a great example of this is if you followed me for a while back in, let's see, 2021 to 2022, uh, which feels like just yesterday, but apparently that was three years ago now. Um, But anyway, what I did is a no shopping, or at least no shopping for like clothes, shoes, bags, that kind of thing, for just over a year. So I went through this really long long period without buying anything. And then after that, I did, I wouldn't say splurged, I definitely did it. But as 2023 went on, I found that there were some things that I needed to replace. I also found that, and I think a lot of people realize this as well, like coming out of the pandemic and the whole work from home era, my like ability to suffer for fashion is at the lowest it's ever been. Like I buy clothes purely. I really need to be comfortable. So there was a few things I just sort of got rid of and then upgraded in my life because I'd made these lifestyle changes. Now I ended up The last thing that I bought was a dress, which I bought not long ago. I'm recording this in mid-January. I don't think this will be up to February, though. Um, But I bought this dress around Christmas time. Really lovely dress. Really suits my lifestyle. It is very casual. It's linen, uh, which is amazing because, as I said, I live in a hot climate. The style and the color are just, you know, chef's kiss. They, like, perfectly suit me. So I bought this dress. And then I remember hanging up in my closet and looking at my closet and just seeing all my clothes staring back at me. And it was just like this feeling washed over me. And I thought, I have enough. Like, I don't need any more clothes right now, right? And that's actually how I started my shopping ban back in 2021. It wasn't like this really calculated thing where I was trying to prove a point. I had just, funny enough, a similar experience. I had bought a dress and had this whole, I have enough feeling, So that's what I mean. It doesn't have to be forever. Like, I'm not going to promise you I'm never going to buy clothes again. But for right now, I have enough. And I'm not planning to do another shopping ban, but it's just kind of like one more thing I don't have to think about, right? I'm not looking at, you know, clothing stores. I'm not going online to look at any of my favorite shops. I'm not following any Instagram accounts, for example. Like, there's certain ones that always make me want to buy clothes. So I'm avoiding those at the moment because right now I don't even want to think about that. I don't want to waste any of my brain space. I don't want to be tempted to buy things that right now I know I don't really need. Okay, so just by making that decision, I have enough and really being intentional about it can keep you from buying stuff that will eventually become clutter. Now, as a quick side note, I do want to mention that part of why I can look into my closet and have that deep sense of I have enough, you know, until like four years ago, that's something that could have never happened. I couldn't even fathom that happening. It seemed so impossible that I would ever look in my closet and be really satisfied. But how that has happened is going back to what I said earlier about learning from your clutter. I have spent the last four or five years really paying attention to what I enjoy wearing And this is a quick tip that will help you with your decluttering and your shopping. And that is realizing that there is often a big difference between what you like for yourself and what you admire on other people. That is especially true with fashion. I despite being a minimalist, I quite I really adore visually that maximalista style, whether it's clothes or actually even like home decor. But I know now that I can admire that on other people. Yet at the same time, that is not what I want for myself in my closet or in my home, right? So it's the years that I've spent getting really crystal clear on my style. And now, even though I don't have a lot of clothes, you know, relatively speaking to what I've owned over the course of my life, I have a fairly small closet. I don't know how many items I own. I don't count. But, you know, I have a pretty limited amount. I could probably put everything in one suitcase. Yet I look at it and I think, wow, I have so much because everything that I see in my closet, I adore. And so I will just take this opportunity to mention that if you don't feel that way, if that feels like something impossible, I do have a paid program called the One Day Closet Cleanse. It is a closet decluttering program, but the method that I teach inside, I call it the style standard method, is that it starts with getting really super clear on your personal style. And then also included in that program is, I think it's like an hour and a half live workshop. It's a recording of that that I taught a few years ago, which is about how to stop buying clothes you never wear. So if clothing is a big challenge for you, I really highly recommend this program. It is called the One Day Closet Cleanse, and I will leave a link in the show notes. Okay, so moving on with these shopping tips that will help you prevent clutter. Number three is always look and see, or I guess a better way to say it would be to check your purchases and see if they are helping you achieve your goals, right? So when you think about the life you want, right? I'm not thinking, like just really broadly speaking, like if you imagine yourself in three years, right? How do you want to be living? How do you want to feel? What do we want to be doing with your time, right? What are some things that you want to be doing with your life? And then what I recommend is that when you are going to make a purchase, Look at your item and just simply ask the question, does this take me closer or further from the life I want most? right? There's no right or wrong answer, but sometimes just asking that question really puts your brain into a different mode and you start to see your purchases different than you would otherwise. I would also recommend, this is a great tip for shopping, is to force yourself to name your trade-offs. And this isn't about never buying anything, but it's, again, coming back to that idea of intention. So what are you giving up to buy this item, and is it really worth it? So, for example, one thing that really helps me is that my favorite form of self-care is really physical type of self-care. So, like, I love massages, facials. Like, there's this place in the town where I live where they have these like big hot tubs you can soak in and they've got saunas and things. Like, nothing makes me feel better. (laughs) Right. I'm just, that's just my love language. Like, I really love touch. It makes me feel revived and alive. So, if I was at Target and there was like some t shirts that were like kind of cute and they were in the clearance rack and I'd be like, oh, like, look, it's only $20. Why don't I buy that t shirt? And it kind of like, oh, yeah like maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. But then if I force myself to name the trade-off and be like, "Will for the price of two of these t-shirts, I could spend an afternoon at this hot tub place. I'd be like, okay, well, actually, I really want to go to that hot tub place, right? (laughs) And so saying that out loud really helps me make decisions about what to purchase, right? Or a big one when I was First, overcoming my shopping addiction. If you're new here, I used to be a really bad shopaholic. One thing is, I thought a lot about more broadly speaking freedom, right? I used to work a job that I didn't like. I felt very trapped in it. I also have always been very passionate about travel. I have family overseas. Um, If you can't tell from my lovely accent, I grew up in the US, but I have been living in Australia for almost 20 years, right? So, like, having money and having time freedom to travel back to see my family, that's a pretty big goal for me. So when I was overcoming my shopping addiction, I can remember all the time walking into this, well, actually, I remember this one boutique in particular that I adored, and it had all these like really beautiful, trendy dresses, and I would go there all the time. And I can remember, though, when it's like a switch in my brain, I remember picking up one of these dresses and looking at it. And like the day before, I would have thought it was gorgeous. And now it was like, This feels like such a waste. Like I'm trade. Like this dress is actively keeping me from having the freedom that I want for my life, right? And then suddenly, it's like, it's almost like it transformed between like before my eyes, where it was beautiful, and then I sold it for what it was, which is just kind of like fast fashion, right? So just give it a try. Try really thinking about your trade offs and what you're giving up sometimes it's worth it, right? I was happy to give up some things for that dress that I bought over Christmas because I knew I was going to get a lot of wear out of it. And it was really comfortable. And again, if you haven't noticed, like that's so important to me, right? But so there's no right or wrong answers, but just figuring out the trade-offs, getting clear on what they are. And then from that place of um, sort of like an informed perspective, then make your decision. Also, When we're talking about goal setting, I think another thing that's worth mentioning is that sometimes when we have a goal that we're working towards, we use shopping as a way to make ourselves feel like we're making progress, even when we're not, okay? So I'll give you an example. Um, Like right now, I am trying to get back into yoga. I used to do yoga quite often, like throughout my life, I've been kind of up and down with it, but I had some health issues and now I really... um, need to start moving my body again, right? I'm in my mid-40s. I'm getting quite sore everywhere. And so one of my big goals is sort of start doing yoga again. So it is so, so tempting to be like, the first thing I need to do is buy some new yoga clothes, right? That feels like it's logical. But then what I know is that buying those clothes makes me feel like I'm making progress to my goal without having to actually do anything hard, Like what I should do really is get my mat out and see if I could show up for myself every day on a regular basis. And then once I do, then I can say, well, maybe now I can see that I need new clothes. Right. I mean, personally, I don't even think I need any for yoga, Um, but I could just, I guess, using that as an example because of some things you do need equipment. So, yeah, just. Have a bit of self-awareness about that. Sometimes you really do need things. Sometimes they really do motivate you. But look at your past. Look at your experience. As I said, you're learning from your clutter, right? So if you have a closet full of things that you bought for hobbies that you then never started, then ask yourself, maybe I should do the work first towards my goals before I buy anything. Okay, so one final tip, and this is a big one, is before you buy anything just ask yourself, is your expectations in terms of what you think this item is going to do for you reasonable? And the reason I say that is I think on a subconscious level, very often we buy things and because of very clever marketing or whatever other tricks our brains play on us, because we think they're going to create some bigger shift, right? So I'm going to buy that new day planner And suddenly, even though I've never been organized in my life, I'm going to be super organized and productive, right? I am going to buy those shoes and they're going to make me feel so much more confident. I'm going to buy those, you know, slimming dresses. I don't even know. And my body's going to change, right? We buy things and then the kind of promise or what we expect that dress is going to do for us is something it is not capable of doing, right? It's kind of, I think I heard a quote once and I apologize because I don't know who said it, but like, it's like, if you don't love yourself, nothing you buy, is going to make you love yourself, right? I'm paraphrasing badly, but I think that's just really important to think about. So for example, I'll, I'll give you a personal, um, sort of thought process that I used to be stuck in. I have always been, especially growing up, I was a fairly thin person before kids Even then, like, all of my excess weight has always sort of been in my belly. It's just the way my body is. Like, I don't stress about it anymore. It's just the way that I'm shaped, right? Everybody's shaped differently. But for years, I found myself in this constant cycle of buying jeans, thinking that if I found the perfect pair, they would make my body look different, right? And yeah, sure, there's like little tiny changes that jeans can make but one, jeans are not going to completely change the shape of my body. And two, as I was sort of saying before, the bigger issue is probably that I wasn't comfortable in my own skin and jeans weren't going to do that either, right? And so the reason I could never find a pair that I liked, the reason that I was stuck in this, you know, what felt like almost a lifelong cycle of buying jeans, wearing them, then not really liking them, and then looking for another pair or buying another pair, I should say, is because my expectations for the magic that these genes were going to you know, work on my body was not reasonable. Okay, And I will just quickly add from, if we look at the flip side, if we look at decluttering, this is part why certain items can be so hard to declutter. When you buy something, you're buying into a promise, right? This planner is going to make me organized, or this book is going to change my life, or whatever it is, is going to change my life and then you don't use it, and that change never happens. When you go to declutter, it's hard to let go of that item, because it's almost like you're letting go of your hope that that change was going to happen, right? And that is much harder to do. It's why, you know, a pair of shoes is not just a pair of shoes, okay? So my point is, I guess I should say that decluttering, that kind of a heavy emotional lifting is not easy. So if you can prevent making those types of almost aspirational purchases in the first place you're going to save yourself a lot of you know headache and heartache down the road and obviously as we said if you buy less of stuff that you're not going to use well that's going to save you a lot of money as well okay so hopefully these tips help you reduce the amount of clutter you bring into your home because as we all know the ultimate decluttering strategy is
0: to buy less in the first place. Okay, so that's all for today. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Simply and Fiercely show. If you want to learn more, you can download my free mindful decluttering guide and learn all the secrets that help me go from shopaholic to minimalist. All you need to do is visit simplyfiercely.com backslash free guide. That's all one word to get instant access. Until next time, thanks again.